0: It's been said that some people approach the day uh, in this way. Good morning, Lord. And others approach it this way. Good Lord, it's morning. <laughs> and I think that's probably accurate for how we begin to approach a new year. Uh, for some, it's filled with optimism, anticipation, Excitement, And for some, it's filled with dread and anxiety and worry. And as we start a new year together as a community, as a church, I think it's really important to, to sit and uh, reflect on the last year. You know, new years are really important regardless of how you feel about them. And I think they're important for two reasons. First, New Year is a time where we just automatically begin to look back and remember the past year. And here's why that's so important. We so easily forget as people. I mean, I was just recently, um, uh, over our break, we were watching the news in the morning, which I never do, so it was kind of cool. I'm like, I can do this, you know, uh, because I had some time off. And as we were watching it, they did a year in review just of the world events, and I was blown away. I'm like, that happened in 2000. 14. You, you know, I mean, you just think about some of them. You think about, you know, the Ebola crisis, and you think about uh, the Malaysia flight that went missing. Then we had another flight that went missing. You have the rise of ISIS and this terrorist organization that happened, you know. And then you have some really serious stuff, like Taylor Swift's album, 1989, came out, you know. And some other serious stuff, like U2, the greatest band on the face of the planet, you know, gave away their CD for free, Oh, man, and we hate them for that, you know? I I mean, there are so many things when you look back over the course of the year, and I was just blown away at how many big things happened this last year. Uh, That same morning, my wife uh, had done something for our family. We had some old tapes uh, that were—remember cameras when you used to have to put tape in them? Yeah? Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, so we had some of those from our early years of marriage, and she went into Costco and had them made into videos, you know, or DVDs. And so that morning I began to put in some of these DVDs, and I just realized wow. How quickly, I forget. You know, I have a 10-year-old now, and we're seeing these, like, uh, videos of this girl who's, you know, an infant. I'm like, she was really that small at that point. And seeing our old house and seeing all these different places, a- and it just brought back this, this broad sweep of emotion of those moments. And, and at one point, you know, we didn't fully know what was on all these different discs. We have, like, 10 of them. Uh, and, and then our wedding day came up. And we began to watch our wedding day, and man, was I a mess, by the way. I mean, I, it just is like embarrassing to watch it, you know, because like, I, I think it's supposed to be like in traditional, like the bride is supposed to be real emotional. I was bawling like a baby through our entire service. I mean, it was like just coming down, snot everywhere. It was bad. But it was so powerful to look back and remember that moment. Remember the moment I said I do to this beautiful woman both inside and out and to think that now we have 12 years under our belt and in that moment all the way back then I thought I loved her and yet it's been 12 years and I realize I'm learning to love her and I'm falling more in love with her but it brought me all the way back See, New Year's is an important time, first, because it causes us to remember, to look back. And as a people, we so easily forget, don't we? And as a result, we just keep going on and going on with life, and our culture is fast-paced. Everything has to happen and move quick and forward, and we got to take times. And in our culture here, New Year's is one specific strategic time that we look back and remember. The other reason I think New Year's is really important is we don't just look back and remember, but we look forward. It's a reset for many of us, isn't it? It's a reset because we so easily, you know, get adrift in life. We we get off course in life, and, and it becomes this reset for us where we begin to look forward in a new year and, and realizing, you know what, I can reset this old year, and my last year doesn't have to be the same way this year, and what's going to change, and what's going to be different? Now, here's why I think it is so important for us as a community. Because you And I, we never drift into a better version of ourselves. You never accidentally end up in a better place. This is why I think this time is so, so important culturally for us. Whether you make New Year's resolutions or not, at some point you have to realize you won't just automatically drift and become a better person, become the person you long to be, become the person God made you to be. It just doesn't happen that way. It happens with intentionality. It happens with focus. It happens with your daily decisions that you make. That's why I think those two elements, those looking back and remembering, and, and that looking forward and resetting are so powerful Whether you're a New Year's person or not, because this year you won't automatically drift into the person you long to be and the person God made you to be. No one drifts into a better version of themselves. In the church, for us, We have one of those moments that we do on a fairly regular basis that causes us to remember and look back and yet also reset and look forward. And we call it communion. Jesus instituted it on the night he was betrayed and and he said this. He said, this is the bread. This bread represents my body broken for you. Do this as often as you gather. Remember, reflect, look back. Remember back to that moment when you met me, that moment, remember that day when you gave your life to Jesus. Remember that moment when you finally stepped over and said, God, I need you. And and this is the time that causes us to reset and go, okay, I'm gonna remember and reflect back on that moment because I so easily forget What it's all about and I get caught up with the chaos of life I get caught up in all the things that are happening I get caught up just in trying to move forward and do what I feel like I have to do and in the process I miss Jesus and I don't become who I really long to become so this is my Body broken for you and then he passed the cup. This is the cup of the new covenant There's an entirely new way that you're going to relate to god You no longer have to earn your way to God or work your way to God. God has worked his way to you. This is the cup of the new covenant. It's my blood poured out for you. And so as often as you gather, and often as we gather as a church, that's why we have communion out, the elements out every week, is that you can do this weekly, and we invite you to do that, but we're going to take time as a community and specific moments for us to do this corporately together as a community, to to remember, to look back, because we so easily forget, but also to reset and do some course correction, See, communion isn't just about remembering or looking back. It's also about resetting and going, Okay, God, I want to step into the life you've made for me, the life you've created for me. See, I, I think there's something that we often miss in life and in especially the Christian life. It goes back to what I said earlier. You never drift into a better version of yourself. And yet, and yet, that is how many of us live, isn't it? And part of the reason I think we miss it in the church is this, is this whole saved by grace notion. We misunderstand it. And so I just want to read in our time a very familiar passage, probably for many, that we begin to um, just immediately dismiss, or, oh, I know that. I, I, I want you to hear it with fresh ears this morning. Because the reason I think we miss this is we go, you know what, I, I'm saved by grace, I got it. I don't need to do anything anymore. I'm just simply going to be here and drift into a better version of me because I'm saved by grace. If you got your Bibles, you can open them up, if not, or your phones or whatnot, to Ephesians 2, verse 8. And I'm just going to read three verses this morning to set up our time of communion. The Apostle Paul, who wrote this, he writes, For it is by grace you've been saved. Now, we use that word in the church a lot, uh, and some have defined grace as God's unmerited favor towards you. Uh, We differentiate between grace and mercy. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. It's God withholding rightfully what you deserve. Punishment and wrath, the full justice and righteousness of God, that you are being withheld that and grace is getting what you don't deserve and that is getting the full love and forgiveness and acceptance of the God most high because of what Jesus did on the cross. He says, for it is by grace getting what you do do not deserve the unmerited favor of God on your life. It says, for by grace, that, that, God, what God did for you, what you could never do on your own, for by grace you have been saved. And, and then he goes on to say this, and this, not from yourself, it is a gift of God. It's all God's doing. Faith is simply when you choose to trust and receive what God has done. That's all faith is, is putting your hope and your trust and your life in His hands and saying, I'm no longer going to work my way to you. I put my faith, my hope, my trust. It is my confidence that you are who you said you are and you will do what you said you'll do, so I'll begin to step in that. When you say, God, you're God. I desperately need you. Come into my life. He says, okay, boom, Faith. And grace is active at that moment. Now, not by works so that no one can boast. Now, now, here's where we miss it, okay? And here's where we begin to slide, especially for those of us who are followers of Jesus. It's not by works, Ingram. So I have nothing to do. I'm done. I'm saved. I got a paper, and it's basically like fire insurance. I'm not going to hell and I'm just going to live like hell because I'm not going to hell. And so I'm just going to live out my life. It's not by work, so I don't do anything. But the problem is there's another verse that we so often miss. Now listen to this. Not by work so that no one can boast. God did it all. God saved you. Now listen to this. For we are God's workmanship. Now, if you got your Bibles and out, i just circle that word right there. The, in the Greek, the word is poema. Now, it's where, we, obviously, we get our modern-day word, poem. It, it literally means masterpiece. That when God looks at you, when God sees you, just think about this. Starting out the new year, God says, I've created a way for you to relate to me that is all by grace, all by my doing. The agent is Faith. And my perspective on you is you are my masterpiece. And and if if we're honest, some of us are stepping into the new year discouraged, disheartened, and feeling like we're nobody's masterpiece. In fact, we feel more like trash. And God's saying, you're not trash. You are my treasure. You are my workmanship. You have a purpose on this planet. I have made you and created you. I have saved you, not from something, but for something. I've given you a purpose and a mission and a calling that is so great on your life. For, for, you are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. Now listen to this, listen to this to do good works. God said, I have done all the work, and for you to relate to me that there is no longer a chasm, but I've created you for good work. I've created you on this planet to do great things, and out of your relationship with me, you no longer have to try to earn your way to me but now you get to extend me to everyone else around you created in christ jesus for good works which god prepared listen to this which god prepared in advance for us to do like well good works what if i fail I don't know. God's already been at work preparing what you are going to do. Your specific calling on this planet, God's already been at work. And he says, you're my masterpiece. You're my chosen instrument. Not the person sitting, well, yes, the person sitting next to you. But you. You. You're his treasure. You're his delight. He's bestowed on you grace. Grace undeserved favor you have not gotten what you deserved he has given you his son and he saved you from something certainly but he has saved you for something do not miss it this new year otherwise you'll miss out on this new year because you never drift into a better version of you and when you begin to accept the reality yes by grace I need to look back and remember that. But I also need to reset. I was created for good works that God has created in advance for me to do. So the question... The question for you this new year, the question I want you to go home, answer, wrestle this year. If you're a journal like me, write it in a journal. If you're a conversationalist, wrestle with it with a friend or a spouse. But you need to answer this question. What? What is the good work that God has set for me this year? I mean, what is it? Come on. So few followers of Jesus answered that question. And they just go through life and just do the same thing. And they never live out who they were made to be. Because somehow we believe this. If I just go to church, if I just get into a small group, what we call missional communities. If I just kind of try to do all the right things, then, then life will work out right. And my, my, end goal, my end goal in life is to be happy, to be comfortable. And God's going, yeah, but you missed it. You're somehow trying to drift into a better version of you, and I, I've created this, but it, it, it starts with you saying, okay, God, what is the good work that you set before for me this year. And you pray and you wrestle and it may not come in a day, it may not even come in a week. You may have to wrestle with that question for a while. It may be a question where you wake up daily and go, God, I want to step into the good work that you created for me this year. Would you show me today what it is? God, I want to step into the good work you created for me. Would you show me today what it is? And you begin to pray prayers like that. I tell you, you will be changed and the world around you will change. And you'll begin to step into your purpose like never before. And you may not experience happiness. You'll experience joy. And it's way deeper and way richer. Happiness is always a byproduct, by the way. That's why I like New Year's. New Year's is a time to remember. To look back Evaluate because we so easily ref- forget. There's some things that God wants to remind you of in this time as we take communion. And the band's gonna come back up, and I'd encourage you sit and reflect and look back and remember. Remember back to the time when you stepped into a relationship with Jesus. Remember back to the time when when you began to feel the stirrings and when God used you, when you felt like, man, I was stepping into the good work that was created for me by God. And then it's also a time, remember, to reset. And I invite you simply to go, okay, God, January 4th, 2015, I want to reset. Because it's so easy for me to drift. And I know it. And we're all drifters. And I'm tired of drifting. This morning, I'm going to reset. God, would you show me the good work? What is it that you're asking me? And you just can get real honest. I may not have the answer this year. What are you asking me to do this day? What are you asking me to do this week? What does it look like for you to step in To that. And by the way, by the way, if we all do this as a community, that's how a movement begins. And that's how God begins to transform homes. That's how God begins to transform neighborhoods. That's how God begins to transform college, universities, and workplaces. When you begin to step into the reality, you are saved by grace. For the good work God has created for you to do. We're going to take communion, and there's two stations off to the side. And I encourage you during this time just to simply um, take that time to reflect, remember, reset before you get up and do that. And no one's going to cue you and so you can get up at any time whenever you feel ready and you're just going to take the little cracker or wafer and dip it into the wine juice or grape juice depending on your age or what you're comfortable with. And, and then take some time and you can use this entire room. You can spread out and, and use this entire room to, to remember and reset. Jesus, thank you for this time. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for a new year. God, I ask that you would use this time for us as a community where we would reset the course of our life with you. And as a result, you would start a movement in us and then a movement through us. In Jesus' name.